Hey church, good morning. Man, what a special day we have today uh, at Connect. And I just wanted to welcome you to church. You know, today we have a special day because uh, we are worshiping in many rooms, but we're still one house. You know, in this room today, there's only two of us. It's me and my son, Jake. Uh, but the Bible says where two come together uh, in, in, in Jesus' name, that Jesus is there in the midst of them as well. You know, so that means no matter what, even if you're watching by yourself today, you're not alone because you're there and we're there and there's two in that room. That means Jesus is there as well. So what a special day today is, is we actually get to worship together uh, in multiple rooms, in multiple homes, uh, in multiple ways, but as one house. So welcome to church this morning. You know, some of you may, uh, may not know, but uh, this week our team came into contact uh, with somebody who would later test positive for COVID. And so out of uh, uh, an abundance of caution, especially given that it's Mother's Day, uh, we just thought it would be the wisest choice to have service just online. Um, but you know what, I was thinking about it, and what, what is it, what's amazed me about it is that, uh, you know, two years ago we wouldn't have been ready or able to do this. But because of all the things that we've gone through, all of us, over the last two years, not only are we ready to do it, but we're able to do it. And man, I hope that actually speaks to you, because that's the way that God works. Even through it all, we can see God working all things together for His good. Man, if you're going through something you don't understand today, can I encourage you, let today, this moment, be a witness to you that our God works all things together for our good, even when we don't understand what's going on, he's moving the pieces around behind the scenes to bring it about so that down the road, there could be these moments where, not, where we once were not ready, but now we are ready and able. My God's working together things for his good. Well, I wanted to just take a moment to uh, wish uh, a happy Mother's Day to all of our moms, to all of our uh, soon-to-be moms, our one-day moms, our moms to others, uh, our spiritual moms who make such a, a difference in this, in this house and to so many. And uh, look, if you are celebrating with your mom today uh, or if you're celebrating uh, in, uh, in your remembering the great things that uh, those great times you had with your mom, uh, we, we want to celebrate you and we want to celebrate with you. You know, I just want to take a moment to give a shout out uh, and a happy Mother's Day to the mom of this house and the mom of my house. Come on, Pastor Danielle, Pastor D, we love you so much, baby. I love you. I am beyond thankful for who you are and all that you do for so many, seen and unseen. Man, there are so many things that you do that are unseen behind the scenes that actually bring life and breath to this house. You have a prophetic voice for this house. You, you carry uh, the weight of this house with me. You carry people so much in your heart. Uh, and I just want to say thank you, babe. Thank you for loving this house and loving the people of this house so much. And I know the church wants to share that uh, and, wi and wishing you a happy Mother's Day as well. You know, Pastor D uh, has something special she wants to offer the ladies this week. And this week, Pastor Danielle is going to be doing uh, a, a live shoulder-to-shoulder, -shoulder, live, 
Uh, she wants as many ladies as she can to gather together on Thursday night at 7. Um, she's going to do a live teaching just to be with you and encourage you, speak life into you. You know, look, uh, if you want to be a part of that and you're not already part of Shoulder to Shoulder, you can just go to the link tree, uh, get registered. Uh, we will send you out a link. This, uh, this time with Pastor Danielle only happens through that link. But we want as many ladies as we can to, to just go. So you can just go to that link at any time and get registered for Shoulder to Shoulder, our women's discipleship. And hey, guys, while your ladies are online, why don't you hop on the link tree and get signed up and registered for Forge, which is our men's discipleship group as well that meets all throughout the week. And, and we just dive into the word and we get the word inside of us. Uh, and because here at Connect, that's really what we're all about. Here at Connect, we want to help uh, make disciples. We want to help you become uh, a disciple for Jesus Christ, not, not just a, a good person or a better Christian. We want to help you actually follow Jesus through all of the hills and valleys of your life and to love him as a disciple. So that's, that's how we do it, through shoulder to shoulder and forge. And so I want to encourage you, uh, if you've never actually been uh, a part of it, just to hop on. And one last thing that I want to encourage you with is next week on, uh, when we're back in the building, uh, and by the way, masks are optional uh, starting next Sunday, um, and I, I know that we've already put out so much information about all of that, but next Sunday we'll also be having our Thy Kingdom Crumb food truck uh, silent online auction. And for many of you who, uh, who, who, don't, who may not know, we have a food truck uh, ministry that uh, takes food to the greater Philadelphia area. And we've been doing it for years now. And the, the silent auction, the online auction, is just a way to help fund it. Because the more that comes in, the more we have the ability to, to, to give out. And the online auction is a fun way to do that. Man, we have so many cool items from, uh, from, from trips to to TVs, to uh, a game ball from Zach Ertz, right? Uh, come on, Zachy is still here. He loves this city. Uh, he made sure to send stuff. So, there's so many, so much good memorabilia and all sorts of, of pictures and things that, that are going to be made available, for anything from $5 up. And so it's not just us being a part of it, but can I really encourage you? Man, let your friends know. Let your coworkers know uh, because there are so many things on there that they might want to be a part of. Uh, and it starts next Sunday, the 15th, and it runs the entire week. Well, are you guys ready uh, for the word today? Because I want to let you know that I literally rewrote this message yesterday uh, after, um, you know, we made this decision uh, to, to go online. And, and it was really a decision with Pastor D and I to talk about how can we encourage you to take a, a, a next step, maybe a deeper step, in your walk with Jesus Christ. And so since you're at home, at home, I know you have your Bible somewhere. Uh, so uh, it, since you have your Bible, why don't you open with me to the book of Romans chapter six. Romans is the sixth book of the New Testament. It's written by uh, Paul, the revolutionary apostle of grace. We love him so much. And if you need a, a, a title for today's message, it's simply marked, marked by baptism, marked by baptism. In our world today, there are just so many things that mark us and speak about us, aren't there? Uh, there, there are things uh, like uh, there, there are things that, like from the crosses that we wear around our necks that mark our faith, to the, the 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 clothes and the shoes that we wear that mark our style, 
uh, to the, the accents that we have that, that mark that we're from Philly, because we say things like water and uh, eagles, come on somebody, to, to, the, to, to, the, to the tattoos that so many of us have that, that, that actually mark uh, what we're all about. There, there are things that mark us and speak about us. But my friends, do you realize that baptism is one of those things that marks us? It not only speaks about us, but it actually speaks to us. And to steal a line from Carrie Underwood's song, there's something in the water. There's something special in the water. There's something special about baptism. There's something freeing about baptism. There's something powerful about baptism. There's something sweet and beautiful in baptism. And so today I just wanted to take a few moments to encourage us in this step of discipleship called baptism. And if you have already been baptized, then you can rejoice. You can be reminded of the mark that you wear that speaks to you and about you. And if you haven't been baptized yet, then I've got good news for you, my friends. On the 22nd in just two weeks, I want to invite you to consider taking that step of faith and being baptized uh, in service. We're going to do it in service. It's going to be a beautiful morning on the 22nd. And we'll let you know how to sign up for that in just a, a few moments. But the, the Bible says this in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. It says, you do, not know, uh, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. We too might walk in the newness of life. What a powerful statement Paul is making right here. That when we, when, when, when we come to baptism, we are reminded that we are in Jesus Christ. We were in him both when he died on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins, as well as we were in him when God raised him from the dead into the newness of life, where we, he defeated death and hell itself. See, that, that, that's what happens when we go under the water, we are identifying with his death. And when we come up out of the water, we are identifying with being raised to life, resurrected again into the new life that God has for you and I. And, and that's what baptism is. It's this constant reminder, this permanent marker that we are now meant to walk in the newness in a new life, a new life. Uh, we, we, we are not uh, better people after we get saved. We are a new man and a new woman. We, we, we are not just meant to have a better life. We are meant to have a new life in Jesus Christ, a new life with Jesus Christ, a new life following Jesus Christ, walking in a new way with a new purpose, a new mission, with a new heartbeat towards Jesus but before we go any further, I just want to clarify just a couple of things um, because I know that we come from a, a variety of various traditions when it comes to baptism. See, when we're talking about baptism, we're talking about the act of immersion, going under the water and out again. Matter of fact, that's actually what the Greek word for baptism, baptismo, actually means. It means immersion, to go fully under something. And, and look, I'm not saying that, that we can't be baptized, 
by the sprinkling of water or by pouring water over our head. We, we can. Uh, but both the biblical meaning as well as all the biblical examples actually help us to understand the spiritual meaning that's found in baptism. Because when I go under the water, I'm identifying with the death of Jesus. But when I come out from the immersion under the water, I am cleansed. I am raised again into a brand new life. It's this beautiful picture that helps us to remember what we have done in Jesus Christ, that we are clean. But let me be clear that baptism does not save us. It doesn't save us. We are saved by the work of Jesus Christ alone. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, I am saved by grace through faith apart from any work lest I should boast. The truth is that, that uh, I cannot be saved by anything other than freely receiving the gift of God that came through the complete work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And that's it. Matter of fact, we can see that really clearly with the thief on the cross who died next to Jesus. Do you remember, the, the Bible tells us that he was there and he's crying out to Jesus. And, and, and he dies on the cross. He's, he, he's not baptized. He, he can't take any sacraments. There's not one good work that he can do. And yet Jesus himself turns to that thief and says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Today you're, you'll be saved. So if baptism doesn't save me, what is it? Well, baptism is a point of contact of faith. It's a point of contact of faith. It's like anointing oil or communion. It's a physical element that allows my spirit to actually agree with it. Uh, that, that helps release faith inside of me. It, it, it's when I'm being anointed with oil when I'm sick. It's not the oil that actually heals me. It, it, it's a physical element that touches me that allows my soul, my spirit to say, I agree with what this is saying about me. I agree that I am healed. I, ag I agree through baptism. I am cleansed. I am born again. I am new. It's a point of contact in a very visible way of our faith. For our faith. And in the word, in every opportunity in the word, it follows a conscious decision of a disciple to follow Jesus. It it's a, comes from a conscious decision from a disciple to follow Jesus. I love it because in the word, baptism is always an invitation. It's not a demand. What it is is it's this outward sign of an inward personal choice that you and I make of submission and surrender to Jesus Christ as being Lord and Savior of our lives. In a way, it's, it's actually putting what Jesus said in Matthew 10, 32 into action where he says, if you acknowledge me before my Father who's in heaven, I will, I, if you acknowledge me before man, I will acknowledge you before my Father who is in heaven. I love that. That's what baptism does. It's, it's, uh, it's acknowledging him in front of everyone. Matter of fact, that word acknowledge is a legal term that means to make a public witness. To make a public witness about what you believe. Now, the truth is, here at Connect, we celebrate uh, a parent's decision of faith to baptize their child. But can I encourage you to maybe make a conscious decision as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a disciple of his, to actually step into the waters of baptism and make your own public witness of faith? 
I know when I was first baptized, I was a teenager. And uh, I remember like it was yesterday, I, I came up out of the water, and I had longer hair then, and I came up out of the water, and I shook my head, and the entire choir got wet, right? And they were all laughing, I wasn't, I felt bad, but they were all laughing, and, and, and you know, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, because my entire family got baptized on that day. But, but to be honest, I'm not sure that I really understood the depth of what I was doing. And so later on, when I made a decision to go all in for Jesus, when I made a decision, the conscious decision to be his disciple and follower, I also made a decision to be baptized again. It's not because the first one didn't take. It's because I realized that that first time I was really connecting more with my, pu- with my parents' public witness about Jesus. And this is the time I wanted to make my own. I wanted to stand up for my own, for my, for my king myself. I wanted to wear my own mark. I actually wanted to have my own public witness about Jesus. And maybe that's something that you can consider today in your own life, whether you've been baptized as an adult or even as a child, that maybe you want to make that stand as well. Because baptism in and of itself marks us as a follower of Jesus. I mean, first and foremost, uh, we, we know that Jesus was baptized, right? Jesus did it. In John chapter 3, there's this beautiful story where Jesus leaves Galilee and he goes out into the, 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 the wilderness to meet John the baptizer. And, and, and John takes him to the Jordan River and he immerses him. And when he comes up out of the water, the heavens open, right? The heavens open and God speaks, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And everything changes. He, Jesus launches his public ministry and the world changes. My friends, if for no other reason than to follow what Jesus did as his disciples, that should be enough. Because followers follow where he goes. But Jesus doesn't just stop with himself doing it. He actually commands us uh, to bring it forward as we go about living life. In the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19, he says, Go into all the world and make disciples. Part of making disciples and part of being a disciple is being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we can see this all throughout the book of Acts, right? As the early church continued to help people navigate this new life in Jesus and and live out this kingdom life, we can see it being lived out in such power and such truth. And the truth is, there's something powerful, isn't there, about following Jesus Christ in baptism, as well as joining in and being a part of all those who have gone before us. That's such a powerful thing. There's such strength in it, knowing that it's not just about us, knowing that you and I, are that, that this thing that we're a part of is we are part of something bigger than us. That we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses. That we stand on the shoulder of giants. And I think that's something that we miss in this generation. Because we're so connected to the supremacy of the modern, right? That we, that we lose the strength. That we are a part of something 2,000 years in the making. That we are a part of billions upon billions of people who have gone before us and are a cloud of witnesses that we are standing hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder by together as we live out this kingdom. There's such a beauty in it. And we can't forget, though, that in uh, uh, that as the disciples in the early church 
continued to preach baptism, that baptism was always connected to repentance. From, from John the Baptist all the way to Peter, we find Peter in, second, in, in the uh, Feast of Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, preaching to the crowd around him in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. He's saying to all of them, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. He's saying, look, all of you, this is what we need you to do. Repent and be baptized. Now, repentance simply means to turn around and walk in a different direction. It's about no longer following myself and my own desires and my own way and making a choice to turn in the opposite direction and to actually follow Jesus Christ. That's what repentance is all about. It actually reminds me that I'm a follower. It marks me as a follower of Jesus. It reminds me that I've made a decision to follow Jesus. See, because when I start to wander, I need to be reminded, and we all start to wander. I need to be reminded that I've made a decision to follow Jesus, and Jesus is worth following. And that's what baptism does. It helps me, and it marks me, and to remember that I've made a decision to follow Jesus. But baptism is not only that. It's also a mark of love. It reminds me that I've That you and I are loved by God. That he loved us so much he sent his only son to die, not just for us, but as us. That that he included us into that death so that we could be forgiven, that we could be set free. He included us into the resurrection as firstborn, uh, uh, following uh, the first fruit of Jesus Christ so we could be raised again to new life. That while we were still enemies of God, he actually died for us on the cross. That's how we know that we are loved. And when we identify with that through baptism, it reminds us reminds us how deep and how wide is the love of God that he has for you and I. But it also reminds us that I was created to love him, to love him back. Long before there was baptism, there was this tradition of circumcision. It was where uh, Abraham started it by by circumcising himself and then his son uh, as a seal of the covenant that he was making, that God was making with him. That it was a way of showing that he was separated, uh, that he separated himself for God. Well, the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, that the circumcision that we participate in is not circumcision done by human hands, but it was circumcision that was done in baptism, right? In Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the circumcision of our hearts. It's, it's an outward sign of love. It's an outward sign of this covenant relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, that we have decided to be separated out just for him. See, circumcision was a sacrifice that touched the most intimate part of us. And when others saw it or they knew about it, they knew something about us. They knew that we were in love with God. They knew that we were willing to sacrifice. They knew that we were willing to set ourselves apart for him. That it was more than just a mere decision to be a religious person or a better person. Man, there was a decision to be separated and in love with God. When I think about that, I think about when uh, Danielle and I first started dating. When we first started dating, I was committed to her. But then I made a decision that I wanted to marry her, and so we got engaged. But that was just the decision. 
But something changed on our marriage, on our wedding day. On our wedding day, on that day, it marked something in me. It marked that I am separated just for her, that I am hers and hers alone, that it's a continual reminder every time I look at my ring, every time I think about our wedding day, every time I think about our wedding anniversary, it's a continual reminder that I love her and that she loves me. I'm loved and I'm meant to love her. And that's what baptism helps us do. It reminds us that we are loved by God. It's the wedding ring that we put on our life that reminds us, come on, that we are loved by God and that we are called to love God. It's a mark of love. It's also, though, baptism also is a mark that, uh, that marks us as being clean and commissioned. We are clean and commissioned. It doesn't clean us, right? It just reminds us that we are clean. It reminds us that we died in Christ and we rose in Christ and the work of Christ is the work work that actually cleansed us, sanctified us, regenerated us, and redeemed us, that we are clean because of His work in the Old Testament. And I I love that we're talking about so many different Old Testament moments because we can see the, the symbolism of what God showed us ahead of time about this thing called baptism. In the Old Testament, after the the priest would come to the altar and he would take the blood of the lamb and, and he, would cl- he, would, he would apply the blood of the lamb into his life so that his sins would be forgiven. The next thing that he would do, Exodus 30 verse 18 tells us that he would go to the laver, this bronze bowl filled with water, and he would begin to wash himself so that after he was cleansed, he could go into the, 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 holy, of holy, uh, the, the holy place. He could go in to worship God. He could go in to minister to God. My friends, this is a, such a beautiful picture of baptism because it reminds us that we are clean and commissioned to actually be priests so that we can go in to worship a living God. It not only gives us access to a living God to worship Him, but in and of itself, it is an act of worship to Him. It's, 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 it's us worshiping Him from a new place, uh, uh, from a place of overflowing love from God, a place where we are clean and we are free, where we have full access to the throne room of God without any guilt or any shame. That's what the labor did. And that's what baptism reminds us that we have come to. There's this uh, incredible picture of uh, a beautiful moment in 2 Kings chapter 5 of when Naaman, who's a, a, a Syrian general who had warred against the people of God, he comes to Elisha the prophet to be healed of leprosy. And the prophet tells him that he has to go to the Jordan River and be dipped, immersed seven times, and he'll be clean. Well, seven's the number of perfection. The Jordan River is a picture of the the river of life. It's also the place where Jesus gets baptized in that river. But the Bible tells us that when Naaman comes up from the immersion on the seventh time, he is cleansed from his leprosy. My friends, come on. You and I had leprosy. We had leprosy of the soul. We had the leprosy of sin. We 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 were we used to war with God. 
But when we, came, when we come up out of the water, it marks us that we are no longer enemies of God, that we, have now, that we are now clean, that we, are now, we have come to become priests so that we can worship him with everything we've got from this different place. It marks us as being clean and commissioned. Come on, because in Christ there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I have been set free, the Bible says, so that I no longer go back to the yoke of the bondage of slavery in sin. I have been washed by the blood of the Lamb and cleansed so that you and I can be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God so that I may bring forth praises unto Him. Man, when I think about baptism, it reminds me and marks me as being cleaned and commissioned to be a priest and a worshiper of the living God. The leprosy in my life has fallen off because of Jesus. And finally, my friends, baptism marks the end of the enemy's hold on our life. It reminds us of what Jesus did for us. That his death shattered the hold of principalities and powers. It disarmed all of the plans of the enemy against us. It, it, it fulfilled the law that was held against you and I. It reminds us that the enemy no longer has any claim to our lives. I love what 1 Corinthians chapter 10 reminds us of. It reminds us of the Exodus story. And how when, 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 when the people of God were coming out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, out of the world, that they, they came to the Red Sea and they were blocked there and Pharaoh sent his, his army out towards them to, to destroy them. But God, the Bible says, separated the Red Sea. And 1 Corinthians 10 tells us that they were baptized into the sea. And when they were baptized into the sea, what happened next? The enemy was absolutely destroyed. Come on. The Bible tells us that we were, when we were baptized into his death and we were raised again into his newness of life. And that the enemy he destroyed, he destroyed for us. The power of Pharaoh is destroyed. The power of sin and death and hell and all of those things that were against us has been destroyed. It is a reminder, my friends, that we have been marked and that we are set free by the blood of the Lamb. It's a reminder that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. Come on, if you're in the chat, somebody say amen. Come on, somebody type amen, that we are more than conquerors, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Baptism reminds me, come on, that if they were baptized into the Red Sea and their enemy was destroyed, then when we were baptized into Christ, the enemy he destroyed was destroyed for us. And in that, it marks my mind so that I can stand on solid ground against the accuser of the brother. Because when the accuser comes, and he will, and he reminds me of all my sin, and reminds me of my past, and reminds me of everything I have done. I don't have to deny it. I can say, yup, you are right, but the truth is that's not who I am anymore. The truth is because I have been baptized into Christ. I died in him, and I rose again, that the old me is gone, and the new me has come. That person is no longer me. I have been forgiven and set free. The power that sin had over my life has been destroyed 
destroyed by the love and the cross of Jesus Christ. That death and hell itself has been consumed by the judgment Jesus took for us. That we in Jesus Christ have become more than conquerors in this new life that he has created for us. You're right. That me is no longer me. Because baptism reminds me that I have been marked for victory in Jesus Christ. The old me is gone. And the new me has been raised to life in Jesus Christ. So that I can walk in the newness of life. Not a better life. Not to be a better Christian or a better person. But to walk in everything that Jesus paid for on the cross and won through the resurrection from the dead. My friends, like the crosses we wear, baptism will mark our faith. Like the brands we put on, baptism will clothe us in peace. Like our accents that we have, it will mark to everyone that, man, we're not from around here. And like the tattoos that so many wear, baptism will mark us to let people know what we are all about. But probably the most important thing of all is that baptism will put a smile on Jesus' face. Baptism is our way, a real way, a tangible way of writing a love letter to him and letting him know that we love him, that we're all in, that we understand the depth of what he did for us, the pain that he went through, the price that he paid, and that we want to follow him, not just to be saved or to be set free or to be clean, but we want to follow him because we want him to know that we are fully in love with him. So my friends, if you've already taken that step of baptism, well, today you can celebrate and rejoice and maybe worship with everything you've got. Take some time today to to worship God and say thank you. But if you haven't been, can I encourage you maybe to be willing to take that step on the 22nd to say yes, to write this love letter to Jesus, to step into what God has for you. You can go to our link tree and register for baptism, and we sure would love to be able to be a part of that with you and celebrating this with you. And if you're considering that, can I just take a moment to pray with you? Because the first step of baptism is not getting into the water, it's getting into Jesus. The getting into the water is the outward sign of the inward choice to surrender to him as Lord and Savior of our lives. And it's really not that difficult. Oh, it's a difficult decision to make because we're giving up self-reliance and self-control and all of those things that actually feed our sense of value and identity. And we're putting our lives and our identity and our value in the hands of Jesus. 
And we're trusting God that he loves us enough to work out our lives for his good. The Bible says, as we already said today, that I am saved by grace. That means it is a free gift. It can't be earned. It can only be received. And how do we receive it? Through faith. We say yes, we agree to that gift coming into our life. There's not one good work that can save me. There's not, one, there's not anything that I can do that's so good that can earn God's pleasure or so bad that it will cast me away from him forever. This is a free gift. So the first step of baptism is surrendering our life to become a disciple and a follower of Jesus. Maybe you've never had that. Maybe you've never taken the opportunity to ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. And maybe you have before, but to be honest, you're finding quite a distance between yourself and God. Well, today we're just going to pray. Today we're just going to take a moment. And I'm going to invite you. If you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart today, if today you can say, man, I want to be all in for Jesus. I don't even know what that all means, but I know there's something inside of me that is wooing me to want to love him and be loved by him more. The Bible simply says if you'll confess him with your mouth today as Lord of your life and believe what he did on the cross was enough, today you'll be saved. So that's what we're going to pray. Will you just pray with me right now? Just say, dear Lord Jesus, here I am today. I've come to give you my whole life. All that I am, all that I ever will be, I give to you. I'm asking you, Jesus, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm holding nothing back. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me of everything I've done wrong, to fill me with your Holy Spirit, and to make me your child. From this day forward and forevermore, I choose to live full on for Jesus Christ. I'm choosing to be your disciple. Wherever you go, I will go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Hey, my friends, listen, if you prayed that, no matter where you are, you might be in the car today, you might be in your living room, you might be at your, your mom's house today. Can I tell you, the Bible says all of heaven is partying, that the angels in heaven are partying because you made that decision today. And we want to help you walk this thing out. Like we've been saying, it's not, you know, uh, being, a being, being a Christian is not making a decision to be saved. It's making a decision to be a disciple of the Savior. So we have just a couple resources for you. Uh, whether you're a, a, a teen or a tween or whether you're an adult, we have these free resources, these free books that were, that were written in-house that will help you understand the decision that you just made. And maybe you, uh, you, you don't really even fully understand it. Uh, or maybe you have a friend who doesn't fully understand it. If you just, kinda, if you just go to uh, send an email with your information to prayer at theconnectchurch.com, prayer at theconnectchurch.com, we will send these to you uh, for your own use. Or maybe you've got a friend that you want to give it to. Man, I hope that some of you uh, have these laying around the house uh, and, and maybe we'll take them today to your mother's house or maybe it's your brother or sister's house where you're all going to meet and maybe you're going to gift them to somebody today because in here, man, it is an easy, fun explanation of how to actually come into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, I want to thank you for being a part of what 
we were a part of today. And before we go, I want to ask you to be a part of one more thing. We can't do all of this without your giving. And I, I'm going to ask you to, to, to continue to worship with your giving today. You know, as we saw in baptism, we have a lot to be grateful for. We have received a lot. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. That's what being part of a community is all about. It's not built on the sacrifices on the, of a few, but on the giving of the love, of the investment of time and talents and treasures and tithe and testimony of the many. That's what we are about as a church. There's lots of ways that you can give. On the screen, you'll see a, 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 a QR code up there that you can just literally point your camera at on your phone right now, and it'll take you to it. Or if you're registered for CCB, you can always give that way as well. My friends, don't just be a receiver of the word today. Be a participant in it as well. And when you give, just know that your giving not only makes a difference here on earth, but it truly blesses the Father. It is another way of saying, God, I trust you, and God, I love you. You know, just as we go today, there's an old hymn that I so love that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. My friends, that is Pastor Danielle and I and our pastoral team's deepest desire for you. Not just to give you a great church service, which again we'll have next week and the weeks following, but that every day we can help you make that song a reality. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. May that be the will of the Father lived out in your life this week. May he bless you and keep you, and may his radiant face shine upon you. May he bless your coming in and your going out. May he pepper your conversations today with love and grace and kindness. And may his spirit always go before you to destroy the obstacles and the enemies that are in your path. May he always draw you and woo you to love him more dearly and to serve him more clearly. Church, we love you, and we can't wait to see you in person next week. We get to see each other's faces. We get to celebrate together. Man, may I encourage you today, go love on your mom or send a prayer. Encourage each other, and I can't wait to see you next week here at Connect. God bless you guys.